Welcome, welcome to another stop on the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast. Every black film ever made. I am Vincent Williams. I'm joined as always by... Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And tonight, we are going to spend some time with one of the greatest films ever made. Really? According to Conan (laughs) O'Brien. 2001's written and directed film by Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Sada Tay. Sada Tay. We're going to sign that Kenny on the runny side. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we have a bit of business. We do have a bit of business. Um, we recently celebrated our 50th episode, and I want to thank each and every one of you who has followed us along this path, along this journey that we have been on along these many, many weeks. Um, and we're actually now, with this episode, we're up to episode 54. 54. Weren't we supposed to do an anniversary episode at some point? We We did. Oh no! Like an anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. What's our actual anniversary? You have to, actual anniversary should be coming is, up. Is in February. Is it? All right. I know we just had a whole talk about this, but we were supposed to do um, Daughters of the Dust for, for Robert our, for our Monroe. first year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Well, we got to figure out. We'll, we'll sneak it in there. We'll sneak it in there. We'll All s- right. We'll sneak it in there. Okay. But go ahead. I'm sorry. We got. Yeah. We got you. We yeah. got you. Daughters of the Dust is coming in February. We're sneaking it in there in between the romance. In between the romance, we'll get dusty. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I thank everyone that that has followed us along along the path. But along this path, much to my chagrin, Uh-oh. I have developed a bad reputation out there. Oh, no. As someone who does not like these movies. Mm. Now, I think that that is a misnomer. It is. And I am here today to set it straight. (laughs) So I am going back to our first episode. Oh, boy. And Vince, I need you to keep a running tab for me. All right. All right. Keep the running tick going. This isn't an insane exercise at all. Go ahead. Not at all. Not at all. All right. So episode one. Episode one. Uptown Saturday. Uptown Saturday. I love Uptown Saturday. Okay. So that's one you liked. So that's one I like. So we'll keep. Is it easier to keep track of ones I hate or ones I like? You tell me. I'm just just going. I think you'll find that I like quite a Go ahead. So we're second. All right. So Uptown Saturday night I loved. Mm Mm-hmm. This episode two, straight out of Compton. You didn't like that. No, I didn't like that. You didn't like that. Yeah, that so was a so piece you of still garbage. have one. You, you, so I'm you, still at one. So you like half the movies. <laughs> okay, so at the, I'm batting 50%. All right. Batting 500 then. Episode three. Yes. Fresh. Yeah, you like Fresh. I love Fresh. All right, one so there's two. favorite movies. All right. Chirac, episode four. You didn't like Chirac. I didn't. You I, didn't like Chirac. Stop. I didn't hate Shira. I didn't say you hate it, but you didn't like it. I didn't like it. All right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Episode five. Mm-hmm. The Last Dragon. You didn't like that. That's Okay. Okay. We're, we're not doing good here. Yeah, I mean, we're still at two. <laughs> two out of five. Yes. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Uh, <laughs> episode six. Mm-hmm. Carmen Jones. Did you like Carmen Jones? I don't remember your views on Carmen Jones. <laughs> 
remember. I seem to remember that I, I didn't. You mind. know what? Let's say you liked it. I think I liked it. You liked I think it. I, I think I leaned on the side of liking Carmen. Hey, it's Jones. Dorothy Dandridge. There you go. So there's three. Despite Harry Belafonte, I was about to say, now you're not a Harry Belafonte <laughs> fan, so I'm giving, I'm being generous with this three. But go ahead. Number number seven, Putney Swope. Did you like Put? You like Putney Swope? I like Putney Swope. Yeah, okay. I like the Audacity. So that's four. There you go. All, All right. right, we're coming up. We're coming up. Now, episode eight, Medicine for Melancholy. You like medicine? I loved that you, movie. Yeah, so that's five. I absolutely adore that yeah, movie. Yeah, all right. Episode nine, Dope. You like Dope? Love Dope. Yeah. Love Dope. One of my favorite movies of the last yeah, couple yeah, of yeah, years. you like Dope. Episode 10, Big Words, <laughs> starring Dorian Missick. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Well, let's just you're on this. You're on six. You like six. Let's 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 keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Enough said. <laughs> no words for big words. Uh, <laughs> episode episode eleven. Boomerang. You like boomerang? I like boomerang. All right, so that's seven. I like boomerang. Episode twelve. Love Jones. Love Love Jones. Love Love Jones. Love Love. Jones. All right, eight. Episode thirteen. Claudine. You were real slick talking about Claudine. I'm not giving you Claudine. Yeah. Yeah, you talked a little slick about Claudine. I didn't mind Claudine. It's a good thing that we're friends. <laughs> I didn't mind Claudine, you, but I probably leaned on You the don't side know I go in, you know, I don't really go in for that disrespect to <laughs> Diane Carroll. I know. All right, so that's all know. right, you still at eight. Go ahead. All right. Uh fourteen. Why did I get married? Well, I mean come on. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes all right. that. All right. Mm. So all right, eight out of fourteen. So eight far. out of fourteen. Um episode fifteen. Middle of Nowhere. Oh, you love that. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of Nowhere. So that's that. nine. Episode 16, The Visit. You didn't like that. Nice. You didn't like The Visit. No. Who could? <laughs> Who could, man? That was that was your choice. It was a Whitman sampler of horror. I refuse to believe that that movie was released in the theaters. <laughs> Episode 17, Brown Sugar. I like Brown Sugar. Did you? Yes. I like... I li- I like brown sugar. I don't love, I don't kneel oh, at the I'm, altar of brown sugar like everybody all else. All right, so what's that, 10? I'm going to give you brown sugar. But it's I a liked couple, it. It's a couple of these, you, you real skinny your teeth, but okay. <laughs> I, I like it. All right, brown sugar. Just I'm because you can pick out something bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Episode 18, Cleopatra Jones. I love Cleopatra. You like Cleopatra Jones. I like Cleopatra all right, Jones. All right. Episode 19, Wild Style. I like Wild Style. Okay, all right. I did like Wild Style. Episode 20, Purple Rain. I like Purple you Rain. You like Purple Rain. I did okay. like Purple Rain. So what are we up to? 13? So that's 13. Yeah, okay. 13 out of 20. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm batting up. You're doing all right. Head of the game. Yeah. Episode 21, Under the Cherry Moon. You didn't like that. No. That's, no okay. That's, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 22, Graffiti Bridge. You didn't like that. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I didn't like Graffiti Bridge. Um, episode 23 was actually our episode where we went in search of girl six right which and we got to girl six on episode 24 and you ain't like girl six i didn't like girl six all right okay ease bayou i liked ease you like ease bayou so all right 14 i did like ease bayou the black klansman you ain't like that i don't i, th- I think i leaned on not like yeah you didn't like that I, I think i leaned on not all right uh episode 27 paradise in harlem I, you kind of like that. I leaned on the side. I like that. So I'm going to give you that. All right. It's a cultural you know, yeah. artifact. Mm-hmm. 
to sleep with anger. You, it's so funny. I was just listening to that episode. I don't know if I'm going to say that you like that because you talk crazy about Mary Alice. You talk crazy about the, 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 uh, the, the, not the length, but the, um, you, you said scenes went on too long. So yeah, I can't give you to sleep with anger. Okay. All right. He may he may be right about no. that. Uh, episode twenty nine, the brother from another planet. You didn't like that. You talked a little crazy about the brother from another planet because yeah. it was space slavery. I didn't like. I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Episode thirty, the, the episode that we we recorded with Dorian Missick, mm-hmm. Clockers. You didn't really like Clockers. I didn't mind. You you okay, little, like you a little disrespectful to I clockers. Like clockers. I didn't like Clockers. All right. So we're still at 13. Yeah. So we're still at 13 out of 30. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> episode 31, Uptight. I like, you like Uptight. That. You liked Uptight. I All did right. like so that's Uptight. That's 14. That's a very good movie. I slept on movie. Episode 32, The Monkey Hustle. You don't like that? I didn't like Monkey Hustle. That's, that's garbage. It was a frippery. Uh, episode <laughs> <laughs> episode uh, 33, Beyond the Lights. I didn't mind Beyond the Lights. You know what? I love that episode because you liked it and I didn't. That's true. Yeah. I didn't mind Beyond the Lights. Uh, episode. 30- I didn't dislike it, but but you liked it more than me. Very true. Episode 34, Pearly Victorious. You didn't like that. I thought I liked You Pearly. talked a little you, 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 little, you thought it was a little crazy the, the um, what's my man's name from Watermelon Man? Uh, um, uh, Godfrey Cambridge. You thought Godfrey Cambridge and the Colonel character we're over the top compared to other characters. Yeah, you, you yeah, talk, it didn't know what Tony. Yeah, you talked little. All right, yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Episode thirty-five, top five. Did you like? I don't know if you like top five. You didn't like top five. I didn't like. Top yeah, five. you didn't like top five. I did not like top. Uh-huh. Five. <laughs> uh huh. Episode thirty-six, Cotton comes to Harlem. You liked it. I think you liked. It. Although you didn't like the chemistry between uh the the two lead detectives. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel, I wasn't feeling. We'll it. give that to you. But I, I think overall, I, we'll I, give that. I, you know, I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, episode thirty-seven, Queen of Cutway. I love that. movie. Yeah, you like that movie. I love that, and I think I loved that more than you. You did. Episode thirty-eight, Death by Temptation. You didn't like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Enough said. Uh, episode thirty-nine, Ganja and Hess. I like Ganja. Yeah, and you Hess. did. You did. I did like that. So what are we up to? 17, I think. So that's 17 out of uh, 39. Yes. So I'm still... Oh, you... you. I mean, you're less than 50%. Well, okay. That's true. Uh, what do you mean, okay, that's true? Like, like, you're begrudgingly granting me math. I might have alternative facts. <laughs> Ooh, topical humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 40 Tales from the Hood You didn't like that? I liked some It was a mixed bag It was a mixed bag We'll give that to you So this was at 19 Yeah Alright Episode 41 JD's Revenge You I don't No Which is That's well, a bad movie well, Alright yeah. That's a bad movie mm. Episode 42 Abby That's a bad movie Yeah Abby's, that's, Abby's that's, a tough movie That's garbage yeah. Then we did our Misty Night with Simone Missick Yes Which gave way to episode 43 Where we sat down with Simone to uh, review Coming to America. Yes, which of course I did like. You did like. Mm-hmm. I did like. Uh, episode 44. This was Vince's, a Vince special. 
Tyler Perry's Temptation, <laughs> Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, and, a movie by Tyler Perry. And you didn't like that even as... <laughs> I didn't even like that as a selection. Boy, I watched half of Temptation like a week and a half ago. Really? Oh, I, I told you every time it comes on, I stop what I'm doing. I'll watch it from where it, wherever it is. Mm. God, it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Episode 45, Action Jackson. You didn't like that? Nope. That's a piece of garbage. Uh-huh. Uh, episode 46, Soul Food. You like Soul Food? I liked it. You're a 20. 20 of these you've liked. There you go. All right. Uh, episode 47 from 1920, our oldest film to date, Within Our Gates. Did you like that? Don't think I liked it. All right. Keep going. <laughs> I don't think I liked it, if, to be fair. Uh, episode 48, More Better Blues. Oh, you like that. I like More Better Blues. Yeah. Episode 49, which we did with Omar Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Bamboozled. You didn't no. like Bamboozled. No, I did not like Bamboozled. Yeah, all right. That's a bad movie. Yeah. Episode it's f- not a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Episode 50, we did The, the Five, five Heartbeats. Heartbeats. You liked that, didn't you? I liked it enough. All yeah. right. So 21. And then 50, 51... Black Dynamite. You like which that? I love. All right, twenty-two. Episode fifty-two, Coonskin, which you, I liked. You, you were going, well, I no, I didn't like. No, it. you didn't. I think people should see it, but yeah. I didn't like. All right, so so you've liked less than half of these films, and then straight out of Brooklyn, which I hated. Yes, you've liked less than half of these films. So when you say you have gained a reputation for not liking stuff. It's legitimate. It is a legitimate observation. But you you know, there are legi- I think I think you you have critiques that come out of uh out of an, a a sort of intellectual and aesthetic place. Mm-hmm. Like like I don't I, you know, someone who sat here with you, I will say that I don't think your critiques are based on emotion. Right. Or based on anything other than your own keen eye. Thank you. So, and my keen eye tells me that we're going to be uh, swinging in a miss with 2001's Pootie Tang. In modern day America, the corporations run our lives. But one man is prepared to take our country back. Pootie Tang! This summer, meet a superhero like no other. Pooter Tang's one bad brother, man. Pooter Tang whipped your butt so bad that you can write it off on your taxes. Since the inception of Pooter Tang's ad campaign, sales are down 30%. He steals from me. I want him dead. Dead, dead, Pooter! Paramount Pictures presents, in association with MTV Films and Chris Rock Productions. We got Pootie Tang in the house tonight. A man too cool for words. So let's listen up to the new record by Pootie Tang. Put it on need no words, don't even need no music. You could set my body ablaze, you skinny, wonderful man. Lance Crowther. 
Wanda Sykes. Give me some more of your juicy neck bone one more time. And Chris Rock. Daddy? You damn right I'm your daddy. Booty tag. You are oh, money, man. Side I take. Yes, 2001's Tang, as I said, directed and written by Louis C.K., based on a bit from the dearly departed Chris Rock show. From HBO. That, from HBO. And the synopsis is Pootie Tang, the musician slash actor slash folk hero slash this slash that of the ghetto, is chronicled. From his early childhood to his battles against the evil corporate America, who try to steal his magic belt and make him sell out by endorsing addictive products to his people. Pootie must learn to find himself and defeat the evil corporation for all the it says all the young black children. But I think Pootie Tang is pretty clear that he is a hero to all the children. Yes. Of America. Sapate. <clears> hmm. <throat> So, Lynn, what do you have to say about Pootie Tang? First of all, I'm going to say that to say that this film was written and directed by Louis C.K., at least according to the research that I've done, is a bit of a misnomer. Okay. Louis C.K. was all but fired once it, after shooting the film when it came down to editing in it. Right. And then the, one of the producers, um, co-producer with Chris Rock, uh, Ali Leroy, would handle the editing and with his editing kind of fashioned together the the change the story up somewhat okay from what louis ck had planned now mind you this was 2001's louis ck it's not the not the uh comic savant as you will as he has grown to be seen as over the last few years with his fx show and his um his stand-up routines and his his um, original sitcom, which was just recently released onto Hulu, um, Horace and Pete. I'm gonna put a pin in that because I completely disagree with disconnecting this Louis C.K. with the Louis C.K. that we love. But go ahead. I just want to put a pin in that. Go ahead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so there's a lot of comedic talent on display. In this movie, uh, mm-hmm. many of many of the um, the rank and file from the dearly departed Chris Rock show are are seen as well, uh, including Lance Crothers in the title role of Pootie Tang, the role which he made famous on the Chris Rock show. You have JB Smooth as his as his best friend Trucky. Trucky. You got Wanda Sykes as um, Biggie Shorty. Biggie Shorty. You've got. Um, improv uh legend uh jennifer coolidge as irene you have the irrepressible and recently uh dearly departed robert vaughn yes uh as dick lecter of course i mentioned chris rock who's in here in a few roles yeah multiple three in three roles Mm -hmm. yeah you got uh reg e kathy yeah as dirty d dirty d you've got jd williams of Wire fame, yes. Here as Froggy, Mario Joyner, Dave Attell, Laura uh, uh, Night Nightlinger, uh, Nightlinger. Um, Missy Elliott shows up in, in, a, <laughs> in a cameo. David right. Cross, Andy Richter, uh, and the movie's got Bob Costas. Yes, yes. 
right from the outset. He's one of the he's the first face you see. Yes. When this movie comes on. And that is a bit of a misnomer as well, because if anyone is a fan of Bob Costas, they know that he is known for being very erudite, very intelligent, mm-hmm. um, attaching himself to the highest in classy production. Classy dude. Classy. When you say class, you say Costas. You do. When you say Costas, you say class. Yes, you do. Because you don't say Pootie Tang. Um, this is a mess of a movie. Okay. This movie is, and it's it's interesting to see this movie not long after seeing Black Dynamite, done a few years later. Yes, but you know, definitely they're both playing in the same in the same schoolyard. Absolutely, you know, trying Absolutely. to send up the black exploitation films of the early seventies. Absolutely, um, and this film with so many com- uh, 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 comedic talents on on display, you would think would have would uh, would uh, uh, just grab on to that opportunity to send up those those films and really sink their teeth into it mm-hmm. and really and really dig into it and to a degree they do the whole character of Pootie Tang with him basically talking his his uh, his own slang yes you know his, he's just too cool for words according to the movie, you know, and the magic belt that he basically nunchucks and, and hits and kills everybody. It, it deflects bullets along with his ponytail that whips bullets back 3D style at the camera. Absolutely. You know, that's leaning into, you know, making fun of those movies. Um, even some of the, having J.B. Smooth being the narrator, you've got the, you got Wanda Sykes as the, you know, the good girl who's not a whore. She just wears the whore's uniform. She wears fancy clothes and likes to dance on the street corners. That doesn't mean next to the whores. Yes, next to the whores. But that don't mean she's that don't a whore. mean she's a whore. That's right. Uh, and then you've got and, and then it, I think one of the things that was was crazy for me is that. Even though I understand that Louis C.K. wrote this, a lot of the dialogue in this movie, you can hear it, it to me, the rhythm of the dialogue sounds very much like Chris Rock. Right. Um, and I don't mean just Chris Rock when he's performing. Sure. Just anybody saying their lines sounds like they're saying it at Chris Rock's comedic uh, uh, staccato. And which makes me, you know, and I know he was a producer. Which indicates that he definitely had his hands in the in the script and in in the in, in the story for this film. Plus, Louis C.K. was a writer on the Chris Rock show, yes. so you know, arguably, what we think of as Chris Rock's voice, mm-hmm. a lot of it was Louis C.K.'s writing anyway. I guess so. so. I, I guess I guess that might be true um, because I'm coming to Louis C.K. more over the last years, where his comedy styles is not in that staccato. So right, that's, right, maybe right. that's why I'm not hearing it and I, I hear more Chris Rock in there. And you're right. He's probably just he's stuck in writing in Chris Rock's voice because he was writing for the show and now he's like, yo, I will produce it and write the direct the film. Um but because of that, it just it doesn't work in delivering the jokes. I don't think like I don't think JP Smooth is is operating at his best 
level. I don't think I don't think as much as much as the comedic talents are, are, are on display here, I don't think they're 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 operating at optimum speed. I think they're operating at Chris Rock's speed. Okay. And they nobody does Chris Rock but Chris Rock. And Chris Rock as a comedian is a number one. Chris Rock as an actor even he's not delivering his jokes that well. Right, right. Um, that a lot of the jokes in this movie, I mean, there's a lot of one-note jokes. I mean, Pootie Tang is, Pootie Tang is very much, he's, he's a, he, he is a, he's a one-note joke. Yes, right? he's, absolutely. He's like, he's the super, the super guy of the neighborhood, right? And they, they try and play with that and then they try and tear him down by taking, taking away his magic belt or whatever. Yet, by the time you get there, I'm already bored with him. Mm. I am just, I am just like totally, just like yo, you are just boring me, man. I, I, I you're doing the same thing, sadate, bibi bammy, boop boop boop, bidip 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 bidip, and it's just, it's, it just does not, it's not funny to me at all. Um, and because the movie is leaning so hard on him and he's not doing it for me, then everything else is falling short. I wake up a little bit on the scenes where Jennifer Coolidge is there. She's having fun, you know, playing like the the um, the femme fatale, the femme fatale, I guess you you would. Um, and she seems like she's having a good time. Robert Vaughn is sleepwalking. Right, Wanda right, Sykes right. is just busy dancing all over the place and, and saying the same joke throughout the entire movie and how she's going to get Pootie Tang in bed. It's the exact same joke throughout the entire movie. That's all she's getting. The, the only one who even remotely to me, it's funny. It's Reg E. Kathy as Dirty D. Dirty D. I love Dirty D. Dirty D. I, well, I love Reg E. Kathy as a. As you don't an actor. like Trucky. I like Trucky, but Trucky is is that's JD was being JD was. Yes. I mean, I mean, <laughs> JB Smooth. No, JB Smooth is oh Trucky. I'm Trucky. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about Froggy. No, I'm thinking about Trucky. Trucky. Trucky is okay. He's J. He, 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 yes, he's JB Smooth being JB Smooth. Smooth yeah. And he's kind of funny. Yeah. He's got he's got some comedic. He's, he's got some moments, but ultimately not enough to make up for the film. Right. Not enough to to have me, um, you know, coming back for more. Where as broadly as these characters are 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 drawn. Nothing about them stands out, immediately stands out, either appearance-wise or in their characterization, as opposed to what you see a, a few years later in Black Dynamite. Many of those characters only are coming on for like maybe a scene or two, but they're, they're coming on in such a way, either through their, um, through their dress or through their the the immediate personality that sure. the actors in, infuse on those characters that you're there you're invested in it and everybody in black dynamite looks like they are having a ball everybody in this movie looks like they are just waiting for someone to say cut i think i i, I think like you i group i group these movies together Pootie Tang and and Black Dynamite. And I think the difference is that Pootie Tang strives 
and and I think it succeeds more often than it fails. It, it's a much more abstract approach to this material. Okay, true. Than Black Dynamite is true I, I think there's Black, no story for like about a not at all minutes. I think Black Dynamite, you know, like you said, very lovingly looks at these black exploitation movies and 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 in a lot of ways it looks at the black exploitation movie from the point of view of the black audience mm-hmm. and everything about it and, and you know and the details and and all that and like you said everybody's having a ball because everybody in the film is basically reenacting in spirit what they saw in these movies mm-hmm. what i always got from pootie tang the film and Pootie Tang, the like, like, because if you look at the bits on on the Chris Rock show, this is Chris Rock. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh, what's the best way to eat a taco? Vince, with your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. And Louis C.K. Mocking the audience and the creators of these films who have no idea about anything about black culture so that you you know it's 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 the the it's that running joke in airplane with the two brothers speaking the gibberish yeah it is you know we talked about this with the monkey hustle where you know you have these black people sort of talking this stuff you know to a certain extent we talked about it in coonskin with Ralph Batchy sort of the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's sort of a joke like Chris, uh, Chris Rock. Uh, Dave Chappelle tells a version of this joke where he talks about telling his white manager made-up slang. Right. Because he's zippity doo and, you know, because he doesn't understand. And, you know, I think they did it on The Office. And I think the, 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 the germ of this bit is Pootie Tang represents that black pop culture that people from the outside looking at it don't really understand and it sounds like gibberish so maybe it is gibberish and it's sort of mocking that audience and you know so again black dynamite is from the inside looking at it from the inside or looking at the inside this is looking at it from the outside and it's really abstract and you know and and, and you know you know what they say success has many fathers mm-hmm. failure has none Louis C.K. wrote it. Louis C.K. directed it, like you said, at the last minute. People came in and recut and re-edited. So, you know, who knows what happened. But I think Louis C.K.'s comedy, whether you're talking about Horace and Pete, which, and let me just say, when I say Louis C.K.'s comedy, oftentimes I put it in quotes. Because, you know, sometimes when you watch episodes of Louis, yeah. it's not funny. Yeah. Like, it's very, very good, but it's almost like you watch this little play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and certainly Horace and Pete, it wasn't, it wasn't 
funny, but you know, he's, he's a comedian. So we call what he does comedy, but it is this sort of like, I do see a straight line between what he was trying to do in Pootie Tang and what he does now, where it's almost this deconstructed okay comedy yeah. and then yeah. you know like you have people they call it like alt comedy right you, you know where it's not even really funny and i like it like i think there are parts of pootie tang that are so absurd or stupid depending on on how you you, you look at it that you you know just the whole concept of of pootie tang and he uses this language. And, and like I said, I see him, I see what the film, and again, the bit is trying to do to show this character that, you know, you probably saw this same interview. Louis C.K. has talked about Pootie Tang over the years. And there's this great interview that he has with Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where where he's talking about getting just just getting just yelled at in the offices of um Paramount of Paramount about this film. But there's a quick exchange that Louis C.K. says where he's like, you know, it's it's like the 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 president of the studio says, you know, he's talking about how stupid this is and how this doesn't work and this and the other. And somebody in the room at one point says, no, you just don't uh, not Louis C.K., but someone else in the room, one of the other junior execs says, no, 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 you just don't understand it. What it's really saying and the studio head goes ballistic right. at this. Cutting that someone would suggest that I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I hate that argument for a film that, that you know people are defending. Like people say, oh, well, you just didn't get it. Yeah. Like you just didn't understand it. And I, and I do think that Pootie Tang could have been more successful in having a through line with this. But I do think, again, there's this ab, really abstract conceptual satire that they were going for. You know, even when the subtext becomes text, like that whole part of the plot where, you know, Dick Lecter is going to get fake Pootie Tangs yes. to sell stuff. And you know what I said? There's a point where there, where Pootie Tang does a PSA mm-hmm. about, you know, kids stay in school and drink your milk and do your homework. And then, you know, he has his little catchphrase, he says, And then I said, yeah, but is Sadate really any more ridiculous than I pity the fool? Or what you talking about, Willis? Or Dynamite? Right. Like, there are all these sort of bizarre black figures Mm-hmm. throughout the 70s and 80s pop culture like is Pootie tang really any more ridiculous than mr t let me answer that for you he's not no not really and mr t is a perfect example of this sort of pop culture figure that was like a black pop culture figure but as black people we were like well that's just ridiculous like like mr t doesn't have anything to do with with us but when you look at Mr. T during the 80s, mm-hmm. when you look at Gary Coleman's character, because I'm not going to say Gary Coleman the person, right? because you know I think Gary Coleman the character was a character much like Mr. T is a character. Mm-hmm. And you see how the mainstream was drawn to these ridiculous, like you can't even call them caricatures or stereotypes. They're just ridiculous, like these ridiculous freakish figures. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like louis ck is trying to say something about that 
I can see where knowing Louis C.K. is knowing his knowing his mind. I can see that, and I can. And you're right. There is kind of a through a through line from his work on Pootie Tang to where he has landed now. Um, but I think that he more often than not were in this film or as the film is put together because we right, don't know right, how again, it was, you, right, right, right. was supposed to be put it together. wasn't my fault it was his fault uh, I was just working with what I had like you know as this film is put together I think it more often than not fails mm-hmm. um, it, it, um, rather than succeeds you know um, because Black Dynamite as much as it's on the inside looking out uh, uh, at this genre, that character of Black Dynamite is a, a very loving but arch portrayal of the heroes of those Black Station movies. Sure. Um, yet they still have fun with that, with that character, and with and with that. Um, with that stereotype by putting him like in the ridiculous situation where he's walking down the street, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they've cleaned up the neighborhood and, and, and now the neighborhood is all of a sudden it's the suburbs. Right. And right, he's walking right. around in his bell bottoms and, you know, these, these running around playing catch and stuff like that. Still with the mean mugging. Sure. Sure. You know, still black dynamite, but black dynamite out here with the kids, you know, running around and stuff. And so they're having fun with that. This character here, Pootie Tang, as much as the character himself may be a commentary on some of those figures right. of the time, they don't do anything really interesting with him outside of taking his taking his belt. And even then, when they do that, they throw him out to the wood. They throw him out to the woods. Right, right, they right. Take, uh, um, but did, what you do that? You got to get the sheriff's daughter. Yeah, but you didn't need to go there. Well, again, no reason to go there. I think that there are pieces in here. And again, now we go back to we're going to point to the editing and and whoever did what. But again, I think there are touchstones where they are, again, commenting on the black exploitation stuff. Like you said, the thing with the sheriff. And of course, you know, you got to sleep with the sheriff's daughter, which, you know, immediately in my mind called up Dolomite. Mm-hmm. Which you know mm-hmm. the other thing to call up Dolomite when he you know when when Froggy slaps the sheriff and they said let's yeah, see, rewind, let's rewind that and back. you know that's that's Dolomite his uh, Corvette that he drives yes. that says uh, the the license plate actually says Kleppa of for Kleppa Tom but clearly there's a reference to Cleopatra Jones mm-hmm. where her says Cleo and it's moments like that where again look I don't think you and I are in disagreement about the execution of this. Like, like I don't I, know. You sound like you are on the side of the angels with this movie. I, I am on the side of the angels with this movie, but I also, I, I see this film succeeding as more as an intellectual exercise mm, than okay. a film that, you know, would succeed on its own. And, and I think that is part of what you're pointing out, the difference between this and black dynamite, where there's a warmth Mm-hmm. To Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Because again, I think everybody in Black Dynamite loves this material and right. loves it so much. But I think there's, and, and you know, a lot of this, I would argue, has to do with you had two comedians 
who are the the the, the sort of loudest voices in this construction, Louis C.K. and Chris Rock. Right. And you know, I've always said like there's there's like the comedians that I love the most. There is a hardness to them, mm-hmm. so that the joy that's in Black Dynamite, I think at the base of this is a certain meanness. Like there is a level of disdain for this audience that I'm talking about. Okay. Like this audience is so stupid that Pootie Tang may very well be real. Like you can't tell the difference between Jay-Z and Donald Glover and Pootie Tang because you're so far removed from this culture that it's just all gibberish to you anyway. Mm. And this is me mocking you. And, you know, some of that is in the film. But a lot, again, if you go back and look at those clips of Pootie Tang on the Chris Rock show, it is very much you dumbasses don't even know that this is fake. Okay. Or like, you know, I brought him out here and, you know, and, and they make a point of saying the first line they say in the film, international superstar, you know, someone who is, you know, younger artists have looked up to forever. And I think that there is a certain segment of 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 the mainstream white, you know, whatever euphemism you want to know that they see these figures and they're not really aware of their standing in the culture. So that what I see again, all of this is is this commentary on 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 the audience, mm-hmm. not on the film itself. The execution, not the best, and 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 you know again we can go around in circles about whose fault it is or right. what happened, right. or you know there's a parallel universe where where Louis C. You know again I, I I will say this I think it's sort of fascinating how Pootie Tang never really goes away. Okay. Like like people like there is you know there is this kind of sliver of an audience that holds on to Pootie Tang. And you know, if somehow I become king of the world, like I have to say on like day 37, like I do a whole lot of stuff, but on day 37 I might call Louis CK and commission Louis CK to make a director's cut of Pootie Tang. Like you know, kind of how Ridley Scott has like five different versions of Blade Runner. Right. I would get Louis C.K. to do the ultimate director's edition of Pootie Tang, Tang. You know, to kind of see what he what his what his vision was. Now for the first time, Louis C.K.'s unvarnished vision of Pootie Tang. You know, you pick it up with like uh the the uncut dune. <laughs> I, I, um despite whatever intellectual exercise this movie may be trying to uh, accomplish. I think that first and foremost, this movie was made to be a comedy. Yes. And therefore, it has to first and foremost succeed as a comedy. And despite, like I said, there are some chuckles, there are some, there are, you know, some whimsical, funny things in this movie. I think Overall, the movie, the comedy of the movie quickly grows tired and you're just waiting for it to be over. Poojang's father got murdered by a gorilla. That was funny. That was 100% absurdist, mighty Python level 
comedy that I enjoyed. The fan who has the meltdown and follows Pootie, and then Pootie puts out a little dish of milk for. That was funny. That was funny. That was cute. Like that was that. cute. All right. Um, You've got two bits. I've got a weird kind of crush on Wanda Sykes. Really? So I could watch Wanda Sykes do that little dance that she does, like that kind of flicked dance. That's not funny, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, because it, it's not funny. It's not funny. And I like Wanda Sykes. I, like Wanda I do Sykes. love Wanda Sykes. I loved her on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've yeah. loved her comedy specials. I love Wanda David Sykes. Cross pretending to be Pootie Tang makes me That chuckle. was a funny little cameo, David Cross. Yes. Makes, makes, and makes, then he runs off. And then he runs off real quick. Yes, so. that was funny. Pootie Tang singing a duet with Missy Elliott. That was that was that was not good. That made me laugh. <laughs> that that I thought Missy Elliott was a good sport. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I I got y'all. Whatever. Right, the check cleared. <laughs> yeah, probably not the check cleared. They probably gave her back the tapes. Right, right. Because I mean, you know, I ain't gonna fight you, but so hard about Pootie Tang. It's it's really you know I know that it is apparently you know received some. Cult status, yeah, 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 and, and I'm in the cult. I don't. I love Pootie Tang. Maybe I need to. Maybe this is a movie that you need to see. I and I'm curious about this because I did watch this film alone. Yes, and the only other time that I've watched this film, I'm fairly certain I was by myself as well. Okay, so I wonder how I might, how my feelings might change if I'm watching it in a crowd. I don't think you need to push it. I don't think you need to push it. I think Pootie Tang is like, um, I can't even think of a good example. There's not. Coconut. <laughs> I think I've used coconut before as an example of, you know, sort of an acquired taste. Like, not even acquired. Either you like it or you don't. Sardines. Yeah. yeah. It's like the. Pootie it, Tang is like sardines. No. It, it, in that way, whether you, either you like it or you don't. Yes. It's like the last dragon. Either no, you like it, no, or you no, don't. No, see, I think you can dislike Pootie Tang and still have a heart and like cast a shadow. Like you don't like <laughs> the last dragon. Like I feel like children cry when you walk by him. <laughs> like you sneak in the windows at night with cats and steal people's breath. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Like milk curdles when you walks by when you walk by it. You're a mean one. M- yeah, Mister Webb. Yeah, yeah, you know, last dragon is just joy. This, you know, again, again, I think it's. I mean, it's all like even Dirty D and Froggy. Like the fact that Dirty those, D, I would say I could see them in a movie. But again, these are people. These are the henchmen. These are characters in a film written by somebody that knows nothing about the urban landscape. Like, if you watch 70s movies and you see these people in these movies, and it's like, who are these people? And it's like, you know, I'm a dude, and I went to film school and got an MFA from the Iowa workshops, and I end up writing scripts for for movies in Hollywood in 1973, and, you know, the, the big studios were pretty much shut down, so I couldn't get a job, and I wrote a script for Big Black Mama's Get Down on the Get Up, Clean Out the Ghetto 3. In Cinemascope. In 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 Cinemascope. And I wrote the script. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, well. So that's my that's my thoughts about Pootie Tang. And to bring it all the way back around where where it's like, you know, you talk about uh a legacy. 
I do think that oftentimes there is that abstract quality to what Louis C.K. does. Very much so. And, and you know, again, Very much so. in the, the spirit of this, mm-hmm. I see in some episodes of his show. Of Louis C.K. Yes, You know, whether absolutely. it's the fact that, you know, it's a black woman cast as his wife and there's no mention of it at all. You know, he has two white children. Yeah. And, there's, you know, um... You know, I'm trying to think of of a good episode that was just sort of where again is this funny? Mm-hmm. You know, like when with the you know he and his kids go on a road trip, and like there are no jokes, but but it's just really good. Yeah. So that you know the one get the one um, episode that stands out to me, and I and I I think this is the episode. Is like it starts off with him thinking that like, you know, somehow he winds up in bed with like this very 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 young girl. Right. Right. Um and you think that that's what the the bones of this the episode is going to be. But then the rest of the episode, and I hope I'm not conflating the two. The rest of the episode is him with his best friend. Mhm. Um the, the the young white lady with the black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um Pamela Adlin. Adlin. Yeah. Adlin. Um, who has a great show? I was about to say, I love her. She's the best. Yes, but the, but that the rest of the episode is them exploring why they are just friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. And why they can't yeah go any further than that. And oh. I thought that was an extraordinary. Episode. Their whole relationship. Yeah. Because you remember the sequence where, like, you know, you don't want to use the R word, but he's basically almost forcing himself on yeah. her. Yeah. So, you know, Louis C.K. gets a little dark and gets a little, again, abstract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is more of an intellectual exercise than, you know, set up, rule of threes, punchline type mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- like you say, the, 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 uh, the building blocks of what he has become are there in Pootie Tang, but as it was ultimately constructed, I still think that Pootie Tang was a, a failure. You know, a an ambitious failure. An ambitious failure, which is... Perhaps so, but... You know, I'm on record as saying I will take an ambitious failure every day over a safe hit. I agree with that as well. So, you know. And I like Truckee. I, I like JB Smooth. Everything that JB Smooth has been in since then, since this, this is the honor that I give Pootie Tang. I just refer to him as Trucky. <laughs> Look at Trucky doing well for himself. And but you know, as you said, JB Smooth had like this is just his personality. Yeah, he's. So. I mean, well, that's all he ever is. Right. He's just JB Smooth. Right. Right. And God bless him. Hey, make them make them coins, bro. Yes. I ain't mad at you. Right. You're good at it. And you are funny. All right. So you would not recommend Pootie Tang? No. To anyone? Maybe, I guess, a film class. You ever see the thing? Did you watch Too Many Chefs? The Too no. Many Chefs thing on that was on a cartoon channel mm-hmm. this summer is, is mm-hmm. sort of this weird abstract. It's like the opening to a show, like when just opening to a bad 80s show, and then it kind of spun off into everything else you do you watch like tim and eric like do you watch any of the adult swim stuff and i've seen some um children's hospital right but that kind of again you know they call it alt comedy yeah we're like it's not really funny yeah it's just kind of like just bizarre bizarre Yeah, yeah you know chris rock visits him as his father and he's 
in corn makeup. In the and, corn. He's in, he's, he appears to him in the you corn. You know, again, Chris Rock, you know, his father is murdered by a gorilla. Like, it's sort of bizarre. Like, it's sort of, mm-hmm. you know. But again, I, I suspect, I suspect that the editing took out even the more bizarre stuff. Perhaps. And kind of, you know, like you said, you can see them trying to stitch together mm. a narrative in this thing. Mm. And I wonder how much of this narrative, like, like you know, I think it ended up being trying to be half one thing, half another thing. It ended up not succeeding either way. Either way, right. But um, I think I think if you are a fan of sort of the boundaries of what could be considered comedy. Pootie Tang is worth a watch. So Vince, um, send your complaints. And let's be clear, I like Pootie Tang. To Vince at the Michelle Mission, right? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, damn it with faint praise. You like the film? Like I like Pootie Tang for what it is. Like I actually howled the very first time I saw Pootie Tang. The first five minutes, like when Pootie Tang comes in and and is beating them with the belt. Mm-hmm. And he's dodging the button like that whole the whole first sequence of Pootie Tang is very funny. made me laugh out loud. It's very funny, and you know, like you said, I, I do think it loses its energy. It, it loses its that's ex, that's exactly what it does. It loses its energy, and it was only after the fact when I started to read about Pootie Tang and I learned, you know, all the all the trouble that it went through and the mm-hmm. and the edits and the re. I don't think I don't think there were reshoots, no. but but there were you know edits and this that and the other where I I kind of like now when I watch it I can see the Frankensteining of yeah. it yeah. where they tried to do different things and and you know if you're interested in that kind of thing like I think that's interesting as like film dude like as as film, as film dude like I said if you're a film people, student it's worth it, seeing and, and, and I think if you like black movies like I said I think it says stuff about black movies mm. I think I'm. I, I don't know about that. Lynn, it doesn't I'm, say anything about black movies that say I'm going to get you sucker and uh, I think it's better than dynamite. I don't think say Pootie Tang is better than I'm going to get you sucker. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen. I'm I think Pootie Tang and is, it probably. It, I will say it probably is because I think because it's smarter. It's than very, I'm going to get yeah, you sucker. The Wayans are very. You know, like like they go for they go broad big time. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll I'll say it probably is better. Mm-hmm. It, 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 um even in its failure. Right. That is better than I'm gonna get you sucker. And I think it's just as smart as Black Dynamite. Uh, I, I think Black Dynamite's execution uh, okay. obviously okay. obviously is better. And I also think again, Byron Minns and um Michael Jai White act- have actual affection. For this material, whereas I don't know if Louis C.K. and Chris Rock, through extension, Chris Rock, have the affection for this mm-hmm. that the the makers of Black Dynamite had, and certainly, again, the disdain for this audience drips off. Of, I mean, I mean, it, it it really is, and and again, um, and I, and I, you know, again, in full disclosure, I'm taking the film. And coupling it with what was on the show, mm-hmm. so you, you know there, there's, there's again. I think there's a hardness that went to the construction of Pootie Tang that's not in Black Dynamite. We've been referencing a lot of uh, Pootie, Pootie Tang and his origins from the Chris Rock show. You can check out a lot of those skits; they're available on YouTube. Oh yeah, uh, for you to uh, yeah. Check I them just out. watched them. They're, yeah, they're right there. 
That's going to do it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Michelle Mission. As always, all of our shows, all of our past shows, you just heard me read through all of them. <laughs> They're available for your streaming and download pleasure on MichelleMission.com, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and every place a good podcast be. And our show airs every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. as a radio broadcast on WPPMLP, People Powered Media, Philly Cam in Philadelphia and Candom 106.5 FM on your radio dial or streaming at phillycam.org slash radio slash listen slash do it. Okie dokie. <laughs> We're going to get out of here right now. Next week, Listener request month. Oh, we didn't even mention this. This Pootie Tang was the uh, request of our very favorite and a uh, listener of ours, Dan Dinkins. Dan Dinkins, the mayor, the mayor Tribble. Tribble. So thank you, Dan. We really uh, appreciate you being a supporter of the Michelle Mission as um, as much as you have been. And we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Hit us up on the email at Michelle Mission at gmail.com let us know what you thought of the episode i hope that we did did you proud next week we will be here with the amalgam triple that's right philly's own rock star ariel johnson All right of amalgam comics and coffee house will be joining vince and len as we shut down listener request month with our review of the original mm. sparkle that's all right Nat McKee and some other people. <laughs> That's what I call it. Sparkle with mm, Lynette McKee and some, some other, other people. people. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to get out of here. Um, he's Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say. I was going to say Sadate, but <laughs> we'll see you when it's time to meet again. <laughs> It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again. <laughs>